So I'm going to Home Depot. My very last, my, my last day in Mexico. So I'm kind of giving away the, this, this is my last like full day in Mexico for a while because I got a job interview in the U.S. on the, the day after tomorrow. So I'm leaving super, super early in the morning tomorrow or late, late tonight, depending on how you slice that particular equation. So I'm, I, you know, the last thing that I have to do in my apartment is get the proper extension cord for my projector. Cause before it was just an extension cord that was kind of loose in the wind. It wasn't, it didn't look very nice. So I, I buy the, the channeling for it. But of course the extension cable I have is too thick for that channeling. So I go to <laughs> the only place I can find the, uh, a flat three cable, you know, one with a ground wire. Cause ground grounding isn't really a thing no. in Mexico. No, it's not. And I'm kind of paranoid about that. So mm-hmm. I have, I have my, have the reason. outlets, the outlets from the, the appliances that I care about are all, I hope grounded. <laughs> Everything tells like all of my, all of the ways that I have to measure these things says, yeah, it's grounded. Like it, I, the, the pipes that I've connected the ground wires to are grounded. Yeah. So I go to, I go to the home Depot. Now this is Far. Now, granted, also it's Sunday on a three-day weekend in Mexico when I realized this is a thing that I have to do because other plans have fallen apart. So I go to Home Depot and it's it's a reasonably, you know, it's sort of like a seven-station metro ride from here and about a three, four-kilometer walk. The only problem is the Home Depot is on the other side of a cliff. So on top of the three-kilometer walk, I have to walk another kilometer around this cliff to get to the actual entrance of the Home Depot. Where did Depot. you go? The, the one in uh, by uh, Tacubaya. Okay. Yeah, that Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the map told me that I should have gotten off one station before and then walked a little bit longer. But I thought, oh, wait, but there's a, a road that goes directly from yeah. the next station there. I'm not realizing that that road goes directly into the side of a hill <laughs> or, or a cliff, meaning that yeah. I have to walk around. Yeah. And, and I, sh- I should have anticipated that. I should have looked at the satellite photos. So I'm I f- like, you know, I don't, I don't really want to walk all that way back. So I'll, I'll take the, the bus, the pesero. So find the pesero, get on the pesero. This pesero's doors don't shut. Okay. They, they just don't, they just don't shut. They just, it's a thing. It doesn't shut. Um, it was, the engine was running really rich because it, it it was an LP engine has that, that really bad smell. Like when a, when a, when a propane, automotive engine it smells that means it's something that you, you gotta it's in need of a tune-up for sure they're okay. not supposed they're supposed to burn pretty clean but uh so the back door doesn't close and i when i got on there was a seat but then as soon as i got on you know families started piling in and it's you know, you know the grandma and three grandkids and i'm like okay so i get up and I happen to be the youngest person on this pesero <laughs> that's not a teenager, yeah. like the, the youngest adult male. And the custom is on a pesero, when you're the youngest adult male, it's and the doors don't close on the pesero, it's your job to stand in front of the door so that people don't fall out. And if mm-hmm. if, if they get packed in, you're, you're pushing mm-hmm. them back in. 
and and I, I I knew this that that I it's it's weird that there's a tradition. I explain this to Mexicans that have cars, and they look at me thinking like that I'm making fun of their country. But no, this is actually yeah. a real thing. Okay. And so the the pesero's like getting loaded up with people, and it's a tiny one. It's not not a bigger one. It's the the it's one of the smaller actual pesero's. Not quite a combi, like just one half step up from a combi. So this is the it's getting pretty full. And the doors, the doors don't close mm-hmm. and people, you know, there's a lot of people leaning on me and then a bunch of other people come out and the Becerro takes off. A bunch of people, I, I don't know what happened. I'm really trying to hold on and I can't really hold on. The, th- the part of the door that I'm holding on to breaks free. And while it's going like 10, 10 kilometers an hour and I'm, and I'm thinking in that now when this happens and you're falling out of an, of a vehicle that's moving at a pretty high rate of speed, you're thinking, all right, I'm dead. Like I, this is it. I'm going to fall out of this. Like in that split second Uh moment of the thing that's happening, you think you're going to die. And it's, it's that, that whole life flashing before your eyes thing. That's actually a thing. And I tweeted about this. I didn't tweet the whole thing. I just, I, I just, I tweeted the joke version of this. And I actually fell into this is this is this is just some kind of miracle into the empty bed of a pickup truck that happened to be no. alongside the. I know, I know. You don't think that this is true. That I, that is exactly what happened today. Today, this happened today. Coming back from the Home Depot. Awesome. And I am, and I, I, I fall, and I, I think, wait, what? And then the pickup truck stops. I slide, you know, I, I, the pickup truck slide. I slide in the back of the bed, and the the pasero just keeps going as if nothing happened. There's, no, I don't know if anybody else fell off, fell out of it. I hope not. But it's just, it's by the time I, I actually look up to see what's going on, and, you know, the the, the pasero's gone. It's just, it's already, it's, it's on the bridge. It's, it's already on the freeway thing. And so the, the pickup truck, you know, stops. The guy, like, opens up the glass panel, looks, at, like, at the back of yeah. the, he looks, and that's the other thing. Pickup trucks are actually not that common in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, pickup trucks themselves are common, but they build walls around it. They sort of convert pickup yeah. trucks into box trucks here. So the fact that I'm in a pickup truck that's an actual pickup truck is kind of weird. And... You know, the, the guy looks, he opens the, he's like, Hey, are you okay? I mean, this is in Spanish, obviously. He says, All right, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, And I, I'm really sore. I'm really sore from taking the fall. But I look over, I mean, I'm not bleeding. I don't have any, you know, major cuts or bruises or anything like that. The pickup, the back of the pickup truck was, is dusty, but it was empty. And, and I, I say, No, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, the adrenaline's like just pumping super hard. Like it's, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm in this adrenaline rush and I get out, I get out of the back of the pickup truck and I, I just, just throw, throw myself and not throw my, but it feels like I'm throwing myself out of it. And I said, yeah, I think I'm fine. And, and the guy, the guy looks at me and is like, he looks at me strange because he was, he was not expecting me to be the kind of person, the way I, I, mean, I was dressed very similar to the way I'm dressed now. I had another t-shirt. Um, he's, and it's just like, what, what happened is like, I fell out of the Pacero, I fell out of the Pacero and he's like, Oh, 
Yeah. Well, good thing you didn't fall into the street. And he's he's, he's looking at me going, I think I saw what because he saw what happened. I think uh-huh. he saw what happened, but he's he's sort of kind of confused about okay, somebody fell out of a pasero and into the back of his pickup truck, and the guy that fell in the back of the pickup truck is okay. <laughs> and I and I'm and we're, we're having this moment. I'd be like. Well, I, I guess, and I asked him, like, so which way is, you know, Metro Observatorio? He's like, well, it's just, it's, I'm calling you? No, I'm calling you. Why are you calling keep me? Keep going, keep going. Okay, and, and so that that was basically the story. It's like, which way is Observatorio? And I was like, it's over there. He's like, oh, all right, cool. My cell phone is fine, shockingly. I mean, because that, that's, that's, that's happening before I've had a bad fall. And then my cell phone broke, and I was like, Ugh! and I was more angry about that yeah. than the pain I was in, which I noticed, of course, much later yeah. after. And so that that happened today. And so I tweeted, I tweeted out that you know my my perfect record of not falling out of the back of a moving pasero <laughs> is now <laughs> broken. broken. Yeah. <laughs> Last day in Mexico. So how do you feel about leaving Mexico after? I mean, I'm not leaving days. Mexico permanent. Like you're yeah, when you when, when so you, this is this yeah. is. An emergency emergency yeah. podcast. Not the falling out of the pasero is not the emergency. No, no, that's not the emergency. But yeah. we 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 were scheduled to to do this today. Yeah, because of the other emergency. You leaving before me? Yes, I'm actually leaving Mexico before you. And I should. This is a great time to say that this episode, this emergency episode of Several Ways to Live, is brought to you by Nick's apartment. Are you considering a trip to an exotic foreign locale? Well, why not consider Mexico City? And when you're in Mexico City, consider staying in my apartment. Very reasonable rates, full kitchen, full bath, and Netflix, Netflix, and a projector. I mean, it, it's. I mean, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I, I have nerd amenities. If you're looking for nerd amenities, because you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're more likely a nerd or my mom. Um, I'm just going to start calling my mom a nerd now. <laughs> Uh, sorry, mom, or hi, mom, or thank you, mom. I don't know. Depends on how she reacts. She's she, she'll ask me for the full history of what exactly is a nerd, and this will turn into a five-hour-long conversation that will somehow end with King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, <laughs> something random like that. Uh, and so, yes, if you are in, if you're interested in staying in Mexico City, you can stay in my apartment. And if you Want to know more about that? You can email me, tweet at me, toot at us. However, just get in touch with me. Say you're interested in going yeah. to Mexico City. And uh, I guarantee it will be nicer and cheaper than a hotel room. And you can, you know, cook for yourself if that's if you like doing that. Use my typewriter if you want. And ask so us about typewriter. places to go. Oh, yeah, that's also true. Yes. And visit. Well, and but if at, they're listeners of the we'll podcast, they should to, know to that. Yeah. We have to do the yeah. super draft. So we're going to do yeah. the super draft over Studio Link. Uh, this are, might yes. be the last time until Congress that we're recording the episode on the same it's microphone. Very probable, yes. And actually, if that's not the case, then one of the two of us will have screwed up badly. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, we talked about our plans, or, or epically succeeded. If I we, we up, talked yeah. about our plans a couple of weeks ago when we were at the Four Seasons Hotel. Yes. And so this is, but this is part of your plan, right? The plan that you explained. Yeah, the, the plan is to go back because I can't get it. I mean, you know what they pay people Nothing. to work here. It, it's not that much. And 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 my, for as much as people don't believe this, my career is actually accounting. My career has nothing to do with coding, information security, mm-hmm. anything that. that and like when that. you talk about accounting stuff, 
you really sound interested in this. So he is, you are excited And about I wasn't this. even explained. No, no, you did. I just, I asked was, one yeah. question, but you started going and you got really into it, which is great. You, you, is should, great, ask, you should ask that question just so I can prove my worth out here because I am, well, I am technically in the job in the market. Future. Sometimes we're not going to talk about. No, not yet. Okay. No, nobody cares. We're, we're not going to talk about actuarial assumptions and defined no. benefit no. retirement plans? No. No? no. Okay. That's just, that, that's interesting to people with money i don't have money so i'm not interested but here's the thing you should be interested in it because money is how the world works that, that it, what governments it, do the power that governments have is best expressed in two ways military power and money and they can't get that military power without money and a gov you should under people should understand how governments budget how governments accounting the accounting cycle inside governments that different i mean I, these okay i'm gonna shut up But it's something that people should know. Maybe that's something for future episodes. Possibly. Good. Possibly. Um, what else? Uh, two days ago, we actually did... This is an emergency episode, so we're going to put this out maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Um, and not cut it. Because we did record with your we wife, did record, Catherine. Yes, with And Catherine. she has agreed... She's agreed to let us use the recording. She, Pretty much. Or does it depend much. on the outcome of the pot? Uh, if I don't, oh yeah, maybe. No, no, that's okay. fine. And, but it'll take some days to, to edit that and to find some parts could be rather confusing. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What the parts of where, where, where one of us gets thrown off the balcony? Almost. Almost. Okay. Almost. Yeah. One of us almost gets thrown off the balcony. The other one. Yeah. How are you feeling, by the way? You, you feeling okay? Me? Yeah. Yeah, a little sore. Still, okay, a little sore. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. all right. Now we're both now now we're both sore. It's it's equal. Okay. Yeah. okay. So that's it. That's the emergency. Um, I myself have not any I, news to tell anyone. No, I I'm still working yeah. on it. So hi, yeah. Hi, how is job application stuff going? That I feel a little guilty about <laughs> my job application process because I. I shouldn't say this because I'm going to sound like such an asshole, but. I literally yeah. wrote one friend of mine yeah. who I had, who had been wanting me to come work for the accounting firm that he works for. I, he, I, we met, this was immediately before or immediately, I'm pretty sure it was immediately. I think it had to have been immediately after when I got back from Shaw, the Dutch camp. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, yeah, send me a resume. I loved it. And that was in August. And I just sent it to him, you know, last week. He passes it around, and I get scheduled for an interview not three, four days after sending him the resume. Yeah, that, that is how it works. That, that is, and I still feel guilty about that. Yeah, but you also have actual skills, and you have worked at your job with your skills before. And I have not, at least not for a company. But you're a physicist. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's in magical. The, that's that, in the past. That's yeah. in the past. Nobody cares. Nobody. I can't needs believe physicists. that nobody no, cares. That, that why is there not a greater demand for physics? And that's the thing. Everybody that I know who graduated with some kind of degree in the sciences, yeah. the hard sciences, yeah. Yeah. are are lawyers and accountants and you know I, IT people. I don't know anybody who graduated with who's working. And there was one friend of mine who was working as engineer. Then he became a lawyer. <laughs> And like, <laughs> all right, cool. But we'll see how it works out. Could be almost like, no, I'm not going to talk about that. 
We'll see. Next, Don't next week. That, that, that no, is, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to talk about that. So, um, what else did I want would to say? Would you take say? a job in physics? I mean, what would... I don't know any physics anymore. That's 10 years. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you're, you're not going to believe what my, my undergraduate degree was in. Biology? Take a while. No, no. Keep guessing. It was not a hard science. Uh, literature? I don't think literature is considered a science. Or... I, I will... Psychology, I have no Social idea. science. Social science. Social, my, my undergraduate degree is in social science. And it, as much as I loved my experience at the residential college of the University of Michigan, where I think the largest I – mean, there was only one class in the summer that I took that was larger than 20 people. Good. There, were, there were some classes that I took in my undergraduate where there, there was one day where nobody showed up to class. <laughs> <laughs> the, the seminar ended up being the three of us. And we all ran into each other on campus later. And, I, and you know, I asked the first, I asked the first guy who was in my class, like, hey, do you have the notes from today? He's like, I didn't <laughs> go. And then we looked at you, wait, wait, so then was Frank left in class all by? And so we called Frank and I said, like, hey, Frank. Do you have the notes for? I didn't go. So that means none of us went to class today. <laughs> that was that was the one drawback of the seminar format. But I, I love that that college. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but I do have an MBA and I am an accountant. So yeah. Shockingly, they they they. I, I don't know why this is, but the world seems to think I know something about cryptocurrency. And then they ask me about cryptocurrency. And then I think, oh, I guess I do kind of know something about it. <laughs> yeah. I had two other beginnings of the episode. One was what you did later mm-hmm. that this episode is sponsored by. Yeah. It's brought, brought to you by. And the other one would, would have been like, so you're moving back in with your parents. Okay, this is a good one. This is actually a good one. Yes, I am moving back in with my parents because my goal is to make money there and buy my apartments or buy more apartments here. And I can't do that making it, – it's, it's a catch-22 that, that the apartment that I want to buy next door to mine in the same building mm-hmm. – and granted, this is an old building that a lot of the, a lot of the apartments that are for sale – in this neighborhood, the very central neighborhood in Mexico City. I mean, a nice, pleasant, very livable neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Roma and Condes are in new buildings. And I think they're running in the 1.2 to 2 million peso range. Or if you go what, to my street, then you're in the 6 million peso range. Wait, really? Yeah. What apartments are going for Have 6 I, million pesos like in your 140 square meters um, and in my street, yeah. I think it's ridiculous. What? Yes. It says are you starting at 6 million pesos. And wait, how those are wait, for 100 square meters? 140, I think. Okay, okay, 140. Okay, I, can, I guess I can kind of How big is your apartment? Is 60. Okay. So I can get that. I mean, what? This this apartment's not even 80 square meters i don't know this is smaller than ours yeah wait yours is 60 i think so oh yeah though no this would be like 30 how am i so off of my square meters thought it was more than that no 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 no. it's not but it's very nice yeah you can stay here with two people three people if you want oh i mean if you consider it i mean it's the size of a it's two european hotel rooms Given that, I mean, European hotel rooms tend to be a little bit small. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I should know exactly how many square. It's somewhere here. I thought 
thought it was. Are you sure yours is 60? Yeah, not much It more. seems bigger than that. I don't care anymore. Okay. But any, anyway, so, so, anyway, so the point being that there are, that apartments here will run between, okay, well, if we're going to include your, your neighborhood, they'll run between something around 40,000 to 300,000 pesos, 300,000 mm-hmm. euros. Yeah. So in the 40,000 euro range, like I can easily go, go back home, make that and come back here, spend the two years it takes buying the apartment in Mexico. And hopefully by then I will have, you know, I, I'm perhaps tipping my hat a little bit, but I would like to work much like the perfect, the goal would be to work remotely. Of course. And then to only fly up when I need to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Last minute flights are not actually that expensive from Mexico city to Michigan, New York, San Francisco, wherever. Um, but the goal is to live here, buy property here, eventually become a happy gringo landlord in Mexico for as much as they let you. Now, there's a lot of complicated legal things in because <laughs> everything in Mexico is complicated. But that's that's the goal, mm-hmm. is to continue living in Mexico. And, of course, with lots of apartments that I bought with rental income, could maintain a somewhat reasonable existence. Because I don't need a car. No. I don't know why people drive here. No. I, why do people drive here? I uh, I mean, this apartment has a parking space. Like the two apartments, the, this one and the one I want to buy, both have parking spaces. I would Do consider, you rent your, yours out? Because that's yeah, I make I make a, I make a thousand, deal. Thousand well, the building's a little bit like the building is kind of paranoid. It's changed since I've lived yeah. here. Um, that I mean, many people have moved in and moved out since in, in the years that I've been here. I can't believe it's been years. It has not quite yeah. been two years. Coming up on two years, but in this building. Um, but the uh, I don't think that the and it's a it's a co-op. Even though I, I'm one of the few, uh, even it, it's it's a co-op. And what I was going to say by that is that a lot of the residents don't feel very comfortable about giving somebody who doesn't live here yes. a key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. changing a little bit. I think now I could maybe rent out that space, mm-hmm. but I have a deal with the person who is the building administrator and he pays my mon- yeah. he yeah. he pays the maintenance and I which I know is probably half of what I could get if I went out yeah. and tried to rent the parking space, but we also I don't want to rent wanna... our space to our direct neighbor. Oh, so, okay, yeah. 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 So so they just pay the the maintenance and then I don't have to worry about yeah. that and that's just okay. one less bill I have to worry about. I could probably make, but that's the thing. If I were to do it at market rate, then I'd get an extra 20 euros a month. Really? And it, I mean, if I were to do it at market, and then how much headache am I buying for yeah, that extra yeah, 20, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? Okay. So it's just, it's just better, better this way. And then of course the neighbor likes me and he, he's incentivized to, um, you know, be okay. And then that, and the good thing is another one of my neighbors is renting her apartment out on Airbnb. And I know this because she sends a picture of all the guests to the WhatsApp group for our building. Is that common in Germany that, that people in a building will have a WhatsApp group for their building? Because that's one of the common things in Mexico. They'll ask, oh, do you rent? Oh, what's the WhatsApp group for your building like? <laughs> Never heard of that. Really? But, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those things where it, it's, it, it, that it, it, it cuts across class lines because we're, we're a smaller building and yeah. a co-op yeah. that our building has a WhatsApp yeah. group. But really? Because your building is kind of the same size as mine. Yeah. And yours doesn't? 
Well, at least we don't know about it. Okay, that's the thing because I did find out about the WhatsApp group in my building when I threw when 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 I made the the courtyard garage of our building a waypoint for the journey to the end of the night anniversary that was happening in Mexico City, and that's how I met all of my neighbors. And I'd only been living here for a month. <laughs> you know, I, I I knew one. I knew my neighbor across. The I way, I met most of my neighbors, or I met a lot of new ones at the day of the earthquake. <laughs> And then oh, yeah, that's a another good few days to, later yeah. when the administrator opened the, the gas tank and the whole building was full of gas. Then we met oh, again. Oh, wait. Oh, you have to tell. That's a good story. You got to tell that's me that an- story. <laughs> <clears throat> this should have been a story in the WTF episode. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I do not know why I didn't tell it then. Um. This happened a few days after the September 19th earthquake. Um, so the earthquake was on a Tuesday and uh, two blocks from us after, I think it was 10 minutes after the quake, um, there was a big uh, gas explosion in the top apartment of one of these apartment buildings that was on in Sorrentes, actually. Now you'll have to explain why that is. Why, why, why would there be a gas explosion well, on the roof? You can probably better. Oh, well, there is gas tanks on the roof. Right. That, that's, that's the thing that a lot but of I don't know of, if the gas tanks exploded or if it was in an apartment. That, no, it was a gas. The fire. Th- I mean, this happened in a bunch of different yeah. buildings. That In Mexico City, there is a natural gas system in some parts of the city, but, in mo- but yeah. most buildings have a, basically a propane tank. Yeah. On the top of the building, mm-hmm. and then gas lines from the roof uh, through the uh, the air shafts. I mean, and they're not really air shafts; they're very big spaces in the building to bring in light and services and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gas lines will run down from there, going to serve each apartment. And usually, the water heater and whatever gas appliances there are will be right against the wall these pipes are so when they're when the earthquake breaks something in that system uh that it it would not be uncommon to have gas explosions on it's happened a lot around here right really in in most of the center of the city yeah that a gas explosion after an earthquake that severe Mm -hmm. is not unusual because it'll rupture a pipe it'll rupture a fixture something will fall out of a meter and then Gas will just start spewing out, and all it needs is one tiny ignition source, which of course is not unheard of in a major earthquake. So you have yeah. these explosions. Even opening a door can, even a metal door can create enough of a spark sufficient yeah. to poof. So this was like maybe ten minutes after the earthquake, and then it started smelling like gas in our street and also in the basement garage. And uh, so our doorman and a neighbor went up to the roof to um, close the main, the, gas, the main valve. gas valve, which was absolutely reasonable. Yeah. Turned out uh, this, well, no, we didn't know. That, that was what happens. And then, uh, but I think that the gas smell came from that explosion or from somewhere else. Right. Uh, no, probably whole, from my, This neighborhood smelled like gas for three days yeah. afterwards. Well, it wasn't was, because, yeah. Ours was fine uh, yeah. half an hour later. So for the next three days, we did not have gas. And so we did not have any hot water or, and we couldn't cook 
because everybody cooks yeah. with gas here. Um, then so somehow we didn't know what to do, so, and we never do anything. So we we waited. Um, so the rumor goes that one of the neighbors, the same one that um, got uh, made us a lot of trouble because she didn't like our neighbors' motorcycles, mm -hmm. or still doesn't. Um, rumor goes that she called the the administrator, the the building manager, who doesn't uh, live in the building. Who, no, yeah. doesn't live there. He's, it's just his job, and he is. We don't like him. Um, he might be a fan. He might be a subscriber of the podcast. No, he doesn't speak any English. Oh, okay. I guess that would stop him. Yeah. Um, and so he got nervous and so he called the guy to check all the uh, pipes and valves. So far, so good. Now, what they apparently did was open the main gas valve, the main valve of the main gas tank. And then knock on every door to, to see if they could check the pipes and valves in the apartment. Did they shut off everybody's, they shut off, they didn't shut off the gas. No. To no. Oh God. Okay. Because the proper <laughs> procedure for this, which I ended up doing for my building. Uh-huh. Is you turn on because every every apartment has their own gas meter that's yes. hooked up to the and the the line from the gas meter to the um, to the tank to the main tank is is not that long. So you shut off everybody's gas at their meter. Mm -hmm. Then you you use a soapy mixture. It's the same thing that you do to look for leaks in tires. You basically run the soapy mixture around pipes and wait for bubbles to form. You, you know, you slowly turn on... And you just check just each, the apartments where you can get access. Right. And everybody else's gas is off. And then when yeah. people come back, you turn it on. I mean, well, one, you have to check all of the fittings around the around the meters first. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So you can check there because there's a gas supply from the tank to the meters. You turn, turn everybody's gas off, turn the main tank on, check all of the meters, make sure there's no leaks going from the tank to the meters, and then you individually turn everybody's gas on. For, and also you have to confirm that everybody's appliances are off. <clears throat> yes. Because... Uh, so let me continue with right. my story and you... Yeah, this, 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 this is not is, what, But this is not what your building manager did, no? No, no, it was not. About two hours after they had started this process, you don't know, opening the main mm -hmm. valve and then going to the individual apartments to check um, the appliances there and the pipes there. Um, the whole building smelled of gas. Yep. The whole building, at least the, the stairway, was filled with gas. Mm -hmm. And we were at home and we didn't know anything because didn't get into our apartment. But then, uh, yeah, well, we did evacuate the building. Um, and suddenly the building was empty. It was full of gas and nobody knew what to do. Or no, nobody did do anything. Um, the, the administrator, so the, They had, by now, by then, they had turned off the main valve. Okay. Yeah, they had closed that. And we, and also our, our favorite on, neighbor. on the roof doing all this. Well, yeah, well, they yeah. hadn't been on the roof anymore, but they, by then they had uh, closed that valve. Um, 
luckily our our favorite neighbor uh, Julio uh, was there too, and we we are the only ones who actually get along <laughs> somehow, or at least no, there's some others, but. Um, so the administrator insisted on waiting until the gas would uh, go away by itself. Yes, just that look, that look that you have, that's what we look like. Um, we knew that, well, that doesn't make sense. Somewhere there's a leak and probably it's in one of the apartments and that apartment now is really full of gas. It took... So they were discussing, the neighbors discussed with the uh, with the administrator. We had already, in a previous incident, we had uh, our discussions with him. And so we didn't take part in that. But we talked to Julio. And maybe after half an hour that we were outside, Julio, because the administrator, he just didn't want to call the bomberos. Um, so the fire department, which is the only sensible thing to do in that situation. Uh, he didn't want to do that, I'm pretty sure, because he was fearing that he would lose his job. And I really wonder why he hasn't lost his job, because that's all his fault. So, and after, so then Julio, um, called the, the bomberos, uh, which were, I mean, were, they had a lot of work all around the city. That was three days after, after the earthquake. So they were, they were still pulling about, well, actually, I don't know if the, yeah. it was bomberos, but, um, they, yeah, the bomberos weren't working. They were, I, they were firemen were working in some zones that I was aware yeah. of, and they, they, that's the thing. There was still active recovery going on three f- days later. Yes, yeah. yes. They came. They marched in. I don't exactly know um, if they, because I think by then we figured out which apartment was uh, the responsible one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they broke into the apartment or if that particular neighbor had come home from his office job by yeah. then. I don't know about that. Um, and they and they got in there and they could open everything up and close the valves. Now, what had happened was that um, so after the earthquake, the main, main valve was closed. Yeah, and. Probably in an attempt to close all valves in his apartment, that neighbor actually had opened one of the valves. So there are. Don't don't ask me how that goes. I mean, and this have, is this is why you wait for people to come back to their apartment. Yes. Make sure they're in the apartment. Yes. Line check every gas appliance, then turn on the gas exactly. to their apartment and wait because if everything is shut off in their apartment. There should be no movement on the meter. Yeah. And you wait for 15 minutes, making sure there's no movement on the meter. Because, you know, a gas can can be very tiny and small, but after 15 minutes, there at least be noticeable. And so, obviously, this process is not followed at your... No. Because if there's a leak, if there was something open sufficient to make the whole building smell like gas, then you would have seen the movement on the meter, but they didn't do that. Okay. So, that was it. Yeah. That was, I think, my biggest WTF story, and I didn't. No, it was nobody little match. No, but but I think it was close. I mean, nobody was at home in that apartment, obviously, but it could just as just as well happened that the whole building blew up. At least that one apartment. It's actually hard for I don't, building. I don't know. It's it's hard for a building to blow. Up. Yeah, I, I don't know. There has would, to be a lot of gas yeah. for there to be at least that uh, apartment yeah. would have been would have blown up. Because I'm sure that everybody's you know turned on the gas and well, not everybody, but 
I'm sure you've done the thing where you've turned on the gas on the, on a burner in an apartment. Oh yeah, I did that actually a couple of months ago. And then you know you're trying to light you're you're trying to light the wrong burner if you don't have an electric starter, and you're trying to light the wrong burner. And then eventually, after you know going through three or four matches trying to light this burner, you realize gas isn't coming out of another one, and this big fireball comes out, and it's kind oh, of no, that happens to me every week. But um, I have, wait how how yeah. are you how are you creating haven't you figured what what how wait our electric lighter sometimes doesn't work so i have to wait half a minute and then it's a big flame i have to try to yeah something <sighs> so anyways we're gonna have a pie now and then oh yes why, but why did i why make- the pie okay so you know that i'm I have freeganistic tendencies. I what? hate wasting food. I okay. will not yeah. if I if I see a refrigerator with food that's about to turn, I will figure out some kind of way mm-hmm. to make some kind of acidic concoction to use that food that's about to turn. Like food mm-hmm. has to be really rotten for me not to use it cuz mm-hmm. I'm just I hate wasting food. It just it's that illogical progress like that really it's a it's compulsion so i have once like of all i managed to you know go through everything in my refrigerator except for one stick of butter and i only (laughs) use butter for one thing and that's for baking now butter is also because i don't want to leave butter in a refrigerator for you know in case there's vegans that come in you know i want to try to be respectful of anybody who might be using my apartment but i also don't want to throw away the butter so I made a pie to, to use the butter. So Sounds I mean, I, reasonable. I, yeah, I mean, cause flour, I have flour, flour will keep for a long time in an mm-hmm. airtight container and all of the other spices. I mean, it's, it's cinnamon, nutmeg, sugar, uh, flour. The only perishable thing of all of those is the butter. So I used up the butter and made a pie and it's baking. And I, I think I, I think there was not enough butter in it because the crust is not quite baking right. My, my this time I, I'm using a lower temperature instead of I, I probably should have should have decreased all of the other ingredients much more than I did. Um, but but it's a lower a lower bake temperature and a longer bake at a lower temperature. The crust isn't quite formed yet, but the the under part. The top is not done. It's it's not very well done. The under part is very well done. And I suspect it might have something to do with the gas pressure because I keep lowering the gas. I have a this these ovens, they're it's it's a potentiometer. There's nothing intelligent about it. <laughs> it's I mean the the I don't know what the gas valve equivalent of a potentiometer is, but it's you know you but the gas keeps it keeps getting hotter. I keep turning it down, but the temperature keeps going up. And the only reason I know what the temperature is is because I bought a thermometer <laughs> to put on the inside of it. Uh, I, I don't know how people cook. It's amazing how people cook here with no – that only professional chefs will have the thermometer in their aprons to check on things. Yeah. Everybody else is just kind of, eh, you know, wing it. It looks right. Yeah, I've had enough blood. Yeah, I, and so so now we're going to enjoy pie and hopefully Catherine will like it. It's it's a very simple recipe. It's butter, sugar, flour. Everybody loves butter and sugar. So yeah. even if it's not totally well done, it'll still be nice. Oh, and apples. Oh, I forgot the, forgot the raspberry. Oh, shoot. Okay, so it's going to be a very simple version of the <laughs> apple pie that I like to make. All right. We have one more episode in production. 
Yes, the cat. That one's I. That that's a rough editing job. This one's going to be a simple editing job. You yeah. can crank this one out. Yeah. Tonight, we will. we will. But because we were on your porch, I was holding a microphone, and there's a very good picture of me on Mastodon. Thank you for that, by the way, <laughs> of of how he's using the microphone, along with with Bobo coming in saying how I'm supposed to use a microphone. Uh, Sebastian, was that Sebastian? Yeah. I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sebastian. I, I'm, I'm. I think I hype Bobo too much, and Sebastian not enough. <laughs> I don't have metrics on who's who's coming in more. But Bobo's sending me gummies, so he has a special place in my heart. I have to get him a shipping address. I don't know which shipping address I'm going to give him now. <laughs> yeah. this, this kind of complicates the issue. I like, tell him, I got a job interview, so you have to ship it to the States. Where, and then we'll see. The, the funny thing is I, I still haven't even received my postcards from the Congress yet. I got a Burning Man postcard like a couple of weeks ago. But I did not – yeah, Postcards take a long time to get to Mexico City. And I think they oh. take a long time to get from Mexico City. Yeah, well, we stopped sending any because they don't get anywhere. They will get there eventually. Mm. Not in Europe? Not, not around in, Christmas. Not around – really? To the U.S. Now, last year, no. So, 2016, we sent Christmas cards from here to the U.S. None of them got there. Wow. Did, did you send them to Germany? No. Oh, okay. That's a shame. Well, um, have a good flight. Thank you. And then we'll see. We'll, we'll talk again. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to figure out Studio Link and we'll have a couple of weeks to do it. Or, yeah. or I might just end up flying back here. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I would like to work for a CPA firm, actually, yeah. you know, get my license to get that taken care of. And, uh, but, yeah. Good. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you. And let, let's go have some pie. Let's do it. Emergency done!